Welcome to the Productivities Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Vardy. This week's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Transpose, the smart, collaborative, and customizable way to manage information. I'll have more about Transpose during the podcast, but for now, let's get on with the show. Hey everybody, it's Mike here, and I have a very special guest with me today. Uh, He's a friend of mine, a friend of my work, a fan of my work, and I'm a huge fan of his, Sean Blanc. And it's fitting that he is on this week's episode of the show, because him and I have created something, uh, two things actually, uh, that we've been sharing with the audience. Um, One of which we've shared with the newsletter audience, those who have uh, opted to receive uh, the series called The Power of a Focused Life, where we did a series of... Um, kind of written articles, pieces that we shared with those who subscribe to the Productivityist Weekly. So we did those. And then what we've also done is we built a course, a class more or less called the Awareness Building Class. It's a mini course or a class that, you know, kind of touches on how to build awareness because uh, many of you have heard me talk about the, the need for awareness and awareness is really one of the backbones of productivity. And we talked about five modules. We, we have a bunch of stuff that's included, um, some transcripts and, and worksheets and all that stuff that you'll get. Um, and uh, I'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the show. But I wanted to make sure that uh, you, you... I really enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> Sean and I... Sean's not been on this show before. I've interviewed him before. I've known him for a number of years. And just to be able to sit down and talk with him, um, you know, he's really... he. he I, I love the fact that he spends a lot of time thinking and everything he does is crafted exceptionally well. And to be able to sit and, and he's one of these quiet guys, you know, he's, he's quiet, but everything. So you hang on like everything he says, because he, he just has this way of, of, of delivery and a way of kind of explaining things that I, I really enjoy. Um, I subscribe to his newsletter. I get his, he's one of the few people that, uh, uh, has been on my RSS feed, uh, like my reader, since day one. And I mean, yeah, he talks about, you know, tools and stuff, but he's he's definitely shifted more towards the thing that he's built, which is called the focus course. And I, I think we've had common trajectories in this way, too. So um, uh, sit back, enjoy this week's episode. And I'll be back at the tail end to talk to you a little bit about more, a little bit more about what we built, what Sean's built, and how you can get it uh, together uh, in a very special offer. So stick around until then. Uh, here we go. Here's the discussion with myself and Sean Blanc here on the Productivityist podcast. Hey, everybody. Uh, Sean Blanc is with me today on the show. Sean, thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, my pleasure, Mike. So we've known each other for a number of years. I mean, when was the first time we, we met at, was it Macworld? Yeah, it, like Macworld 2012, I think. I think was it was the first time we like met face to face. Yeah, but we'd been conversing for, I think, a year or two up to that point. Uh, at least, think. yeah. Yeah, yeah. We've been long time based. So um, I wanted to have you on today to talk about a few things that I don't really get to talk to a lot of people about. First off, m- uh, for those of you who have been following our newsletter subscribers, um, you've been getting some content this week from from like we've been working on some stuff and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that. I'll talk a little bit about what else I've been working on with Sean at the end of the show. But I want to talk about 
the the product that you created this this course and i mean you go to the page first off uh, it's pat pat driver did this for you right the website like yes pat it? yeah he did an amazing job your fellow canadian yes yes we we actually uh, we have code when we actually talk to each other we can actually throw on the full canadian accent so it's quite nice he's actually just <laughs> across the pond um for me so he's in vancouver now um, but uh, he did spend some time here in Victoria for a little bit. But it's, the 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 title of the page is called the Power of Focus Life. But the course is called the Focus Course, and I was one of the one of the people that took part in the pilot program. And I have to say, I was really impressed with it. And and I know I shared it with a bunch of my 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 readers. But I want to find out from you, like, what was the? I mean, you're you're a guy who's written about not just like theory and, and, and application when it comes to productivity and focus and, and all that stuff. But also, you, I mean, you go into app to, and you run tools and toys and you, you got a lot of stuff going on. What led you, what was the, the genesis behind the creation of the focus course? That's a really good question. Um, yeah, you were like the, uh, you were part of the original pilot yep. crew that went through. I remember um, I actually had, as I was getting ready to, uh, before I launched the course, I kind of reached out to, to, kind of like my my Twitter followers or some of the newsletter folks. And I was like, hey, I'm building this course. If anyone wants to help, you know, pilot test, like, the content, basically, let me know. Um, so I got a whole bunch of a- applications for it and kind of went through and picked some folks. And then I was like, okay, now I need, like, I got these people that I don't know. I need a few people that I do know. And um, I, I handpicked about 10 folks, and, and you were part of that crew. And then some of my, just like, some of my wife's friends, I had them jump in to do it. Because I was like, I need people outside of my sphere to go for it. Um, had some family members do it and, and some other folks. And, uh, and so, yeah, you were part of that original crew. And I was just like, you know, give me the feedback as we're going and, you know, lots of typos and develop it. But the course itself, um, it's kind of interesting story. So it was originally going to be a book called the power of a focused life, which, you know, when you go to the, the website, that's the title you see. And so I spent about three months, uh, literally almost exactly a year ago today was when I, I started working on it. It was the fall 2014. I spent about three months and just I just wrote the book and I kind of simultaneously did it. I had this podcast, Sean Today, and so I was doing the the content on the, the podcast and writing the chapters kind of each day as I was going through. And this was sort of like everything I was doing for about three months and just working on it. And I got the first draft of the book done. I think it was around 17,000 words. And I was like, okay, this is kind of everything I've got. I kind of had to just like flushed out everything that I had related to you know the topics of diligence and productivity, kind of creativity, how these things overlap, doing your best creative work, um, you know how to manage your time in a way that you're you're spending your time doing the things that you want, and, and you know kind of having goals and action plans for uh, actually achieving the things in life that are important to you, right? And I'm not like a naturally like goal oriented person. I'm not naturally structured. I, I kind of prefer to kind of fly by the seat of my pants. And when I've got a, a structure in place, a lot of times it actually feels more like a cage. And so, but I, yet I have adapted to become someone who's who's very interested in time management and and kind of intentionality, sort of aware of the things that I'm doing and, and trying to pay attention there because I found that that's how you actually get the things done that are most important to you. And so I was like, I, I feel like I've got a really great thing I want to communicate here. And it's something that I actually learned uh, uh, like 14 years ago when I was uh, in my early 20s, a young man, uh, my pastor had actually taught a sermon. He called it The Power of a Focused Life. And the, a lot of the stuff that he taught kind of about how to set goals and action plans to, to go with those goals just really, really changed my life in my early 20s. Um, and I was like, I 
this is such great stuff. Uh, when I was in my 20s, so I used to actually teach it to uh, members of our staff at, at the church and, and the ministry I used to work for. Um, and then I used to run a marketing team and I would, would teach it to our new recruits coming in or, or new staff members coming in on, on my design team. Um, and so then I was like, man, I want to make this a book and, and kind of put it out there online. So I wrote the book, the 17,000 words, and that was kind of everything that I had learned and taught and everything I had from the past you know, 10 plus years of doing and teaching this stuff. And then I was like, okay, now I want to see what everyone else has to say about this topic of you know, setting goals and, and living with intentionality, um, balancing your work life, your personal life, time management, all that stuff. So I bought like 50 books on Amazon and just like binge read so much stuff for like three months. So like I spent December, January, February just reading. And I'm reading like Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, um, uh, and now I'm drawing a blank, like Mihail Chicks, Mihail um, the Holly Chicks sent me high. Yeah, the the folk, yep, the flow the pop, guy, flow guy. Um, yep. So I'm reading his stuff, just tons and tons of really really great stuff. Um, I'm reading all these books. I'm like highlighting them. I bought them. I bought all the the used ones off Amazon, so I'm getting like the the dusty paperbacks because <laughs> it was just cheaper than yep. Kindle. Um, you know, it's like three ninety nine plus one penny for, or it's like one penny for the book and then three ninety nine for shipping. Well, and then and then you can have the physical. There's something about having physical copies of books for that kind of work too. Like oh, to be, super helpful. You know, I mean, I. I I look behind me and I'm actually some of the books you mentioned are like in the library behind me, you know, like in the organized mind by Daniel Levitin, like all these books that I really want to read and physically hold on to. There's something about that for, for, especially for that kind of work. Yeah. So I was just like diving into all this stuff, like Stephen Covey stuff. Um, and just like, so I'm like highlighting, I'm like, Oh, this is really great. Oh, I love this. It's, oh, this would be helpful for this chapter. So I'm like highlighting stuff and putting sticky notes in there. And then like just putting the books back on the shelf and, I, I just like realized I'm actually not applying any of this stuff to my own life. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm eating it up. I'm loving it. Not affecting my day to day life at all. And I was like, that's broken. Like that's not how it should be. And I just realized like, well, how many times do you read, you know, you're reading the book. Like, Oh, this is good. This is good. You get to the end of the chapter. It says, here's the action items for this chapter. And you're like, Oh, that's cool. Okay. Chapter two, here we go. <laughs> and you, you, you read the action items. You never do it. And, um, and I was like, I want way, way more than just the head knowledge. I really want the experiential knowledge for this stuff. And it just kind of struck me. I was like, everyone's going to read my book and they're going to do the same thing. You know, best case scenario, they highlight it, they put it back on the shelf, um, except for a few that might might apply it to their life in, 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 in terms of actually impacting their day-to-day actions. And I was like, everything's backwards. The whole, fo- the whole power focus life thing is upside down. So I, I literally started over. I took all the the same like foundational um, ideas and principles that I wanted to teach in the book, but then I kind of ripped them all out and turned them into I turned it into a note card thing, and I wrote like all these action items, like things you could do that would teach you about the the, the principle I was trying to write about. And so I it turned it into this instead of like a bunch of theory with action items at the end of a chapter, it turned into this course, which is forty like action items, right? Like it's action centric and you get like this little micro assignment each day. And then like all the theory and the teaching and the science and and the stories, you know, support like here, do this. And here's why this is cool. And then if you want to read more, you can, but it, it turned it into something like super, super fun. And, um, you know, so built like a website to go for it instead of it being a book. Um, and so that's where like you came in, Mike, when I was doing that pilot version of just going, okay, guys, like let's, I've, I've got this thing written. Let's go through it together. And, uh, so it was about a hundred people that went through that pilot version, uh, at the beginning. 
and um you know, everyone got like an email every day with action stuff. And then like I got the feedback and then we built that into a website where now you actually go online and you can go to each day on the, the website and, you know, you can mark that you've done it and stuff like that. So that's kind of like the genesis. It was originally going to be a book, ripped it all apart, turned it upside down. And now it's a course. Um, and I, I'm super excited. I think, it, I think it turned out really, really well. It, it was awesome. And one of the things that, that, that I really appreciated about it, and this is something that I think I was kind of, we talked about when we were going to do, do some stuff together about the idea of like blasting people every single day. And for 40 days, I got, <laughs> got blasted, right? Because right. You, a, got, you got an email every day, day 40 for days. 40, right. And, but the thing is, is that the way that you structured it made it, you know, um, again, you could have done exactly what you said in terms of the books is, is, is right out. You inverted it. Like, so instead of you put the call to action at the top, you said, Hey, here are the things you need to do. Here's why. Here's and yeah. here's here's a good reason why. And 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 the, the the cool thing about it, and this is this is why. Um, and I'm going to talk to you a little bit about like some of these words that I want to discuss with you in terms of productivity. But there was some thoughtful enough thoughtfulness there that it was like, okay, I you have not every single day resonated with me the same, but there was something in every single day that there was a point that I'm like, oh, okay. So, I mean, you may have had me, the exercise is sure, right up front, no problem. But then I'd read the first little bit of why I'm like, well, that doesn't, and then all of a sudden I get a little bit further, I'm like, oh, there it is. So it, it, it can resonate for people at different varying stages as you're reading through these, these emails that are literally, I mean, you are, you're, you're getting them every single day. And, and what I would do, and, and for people who are like 40 days worth, is I actually, I rarely create email folders for stuff to hold them. I would just say, okay, this is going to be done on this day. So I actually created like a focus course email folder that I would just, I wouldn't make an automation though. I wanted, I wanted to manually move it over there. So there was like a physical in, intentionality to, mm-hmm. to say, okay, this is going over here because these are, and when they're done, I'll archive them. So yeah. well, it, it, for, for people now, actually it, the email was only the pilot version. Yeah, yeah. So now like if, um, you know, when people end up going to sign up on the course website, it's actually, there's like a table of contents so they can do it and, whenever they want. Yeah. You click through on the website and you can do it. Like a lot of people do it on their phone, um, and click through and, and you can, there's like a little mark is completed button and it mm-hmm. tracks your progress. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. So yes, yeah, so you don't get emails. You don't get spanned 40 emails anymore. But, but the thing is, I guess the, the relationship to what we're doing is that yeah. if you get emails from us every day, um, you can just read them later. <laughs> an action thing. At the, but the point is, is, is what I really liked about it is that there was that, that intention. Intention is really important to me um, because I don't think a lot of people, um, they, they pay attention to a lot of things without having the proper intentions to associate with it. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. Uh, yeah. So no, it totally does. I, 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 so I'm just like thinking like, oh my gosh, what are the, like the two things that are happening in my life right now that I'm probably just doing unintentionally? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I did a workshop earlier today and I always, I screw up my own, it's my own quote, but I always screw it up because I can't remember. It's, it's a longer quote, but I'm like it intention without attention is powerless but attention without intention is directionless right Hmm. so i mean you can and what this course does and what i mean and what you do with your work in general i mean not just in this course but it's really thoughtful and there's always i mean one of the things i really like about what you do sean is that there's always intention what you put in what you put out there there's always like this capability of saying like here's what here's what i'm putting out there here's what i'm giving you um and you put a lot of attention to detail into it. Like everything that I've seen you put out there 
is not it, you just don't slap dash it and throw it out there you, you there's very and and i mean we see other people do this. seth godin does this too but he does it in a completely different way like you read a seth godin post and you're like oh wow like in four sentences that's incredible and then i mean you write fairly lengthy posts in some instances and i'm like wow this is awesome this is really you know there so can you tell me how you know and maybe either through this course or just in general like what people can do to kind of foster their ability to, to create and craft and do things with more intention behind it that, that kind of elevates the, 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 the quality of the results. Yeah, I think a huge thing, at least for me, is like, you know, just the, well, I wrote a whole book called Delight is in the Details. And that's something that I really value. Like when you, you take the time to sweat the details and, and kind of think it through and just going like, what are the elements uh, of this, you know, either the article that you're writing or the product that you're building, um, that, you know, if you're, you know, you're coaching with someone, you're, you're, you're connecting with your client, like what are the little ways that you can inject, you know, delight, like literally, like basically like emotion and joy into that interaction somehow. And so what are the little things? And so I, like, at least when I was going through the course, um, a lot of it was, you know, I'm working with Pat Triberg, who is just a world-class designer and developer. And so, so many of the little things on the website, like, were his ideas. And, you know, the the way the colors work and you hover over certain buttons and they, like, slowly change color as you hover over. And it's just, like, super, super cool. Um, and so, that was, like, a little way to, like, it's just a delightful design detail. Super, super cool. That adds an element of polish and it just makes you feel, as a as a user or as a customer, like, you just feel more honored. You feel like you're in... You're going, okay, like if they're sweating these kinds of details, I'm going to trust the content as well. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, if you go to a, a, a health food website and they've misspelled vitamin, you're like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to trust any of your recommendations. You can't even spell vitamin correctly. And so it's like when you're, when, you know, it's like when you're like, that's a detail that really, really matters. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, it's like one thing if you're going to misspell a different word, but vitamin, that's kind of a, that's kind of a key, <laughs> key word for you to spell correctly. So a lot of times it's just like, what are the little things that you can do, um, you know, as, as you're building the product and it's, you know, trying to think about it. And I think it, it's, it's something that at first you have to try to be very intentional about it. Like, okay, I really, okay, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to stare at this and, and what's, What's an element? What's a design element that's going on? And you know, maybe listening to the feedback. So when I was doing the pilot testing with, with you and the other folks that were going through the pilot version, I was listening to the feedback. And a lot of people wanted, like I was sending out the email and, and they're getting it. And then they're, like it was just the email by itself and there wasn't anything else. And they were like, I, I feel like I did the thing, but then what? Like there's nothing to check mm-hmm. off. There's nothing to, to say that I, you know, there's, I, there's, I no fina- way to, there's no finality to it. Right. And so I was like, Okay, so I put a button at the bottom of the email that said, you know, I, I completed this lesson or I did this assignment or something like that. And then you would click it and it, and I don't want to give it away because I, I ended up building this into the course as well. But you click that button and then it took you to the website and there was something really fun that, that you kind of got as a reward. Was it, it was, was kind of cool. U, was it unicorns like what Asana does? Like if you complete certain tasks, unicorns fly across your screen? It was not unicorns, <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, similar. It's similar. <laughs> um, I and want, so, yeah, like, go ahead. Little, but little things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're you're going, well, okay, I need to solve this problem, but can I do it in such a way that's actually kind of silly and kind of fun and like feels personal, feels like a human being is on the other side, not a robot, not a you know, not a boardroom that made a decision, but like a person with feelings made a decision about this. And I, I feel like that's a huge thing. Like when you're trying to be intentional about stuff, is 
just going like, we're all just folks, right? Like we all just want to love our kids better. We all just want to have like, you know, better relationships with our friends. We, we want to do work that matters. We're all just folks trying to do stuff. Right. And so it's like, how can you make decisions that, that meet someone on that level as opposed to, you know, something that seems like it came from, you know, a, a corporate group boardroom decision that's basically devoid of all meaning and all emotion. Well, and I, here's the thing is I don't, I, I, one of the things that I love about, again, we have these conversations is that I try to put the personal back in productivity as well. I'm, I'm very, there's emotions run deep, right? Like, I mean, if you can get someone at the core and I know that, that, you know, as Apple guys, we've seen this when Steve Jobs has talked about like having the delight and like, just that, like hitting people at that emotional core, like the start with why, which is, you know, that kind of stuff. But I think what happens when you get into larger groups is that because there's so many different emotions coming into play, you can't make that happen because it would be too incongruent. And so the the default, which or the standard, is to say we'll remove all emotion from the equation and make it a standardized practice that this is what's happening. Which is what I want to I want to touch base on now is is you talked about delight and you talked about like adding a human component. I want to touch base on like, we've been talking about productivity for a long time, you and I. And what I love is that the, the human element takes, takes precedence in that as well. Like, you I mean, having a task list is all well and good. And you actually mentioned this on the focus course page, like the artisanal to-do list to have, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and the life hacks, like the life hacks are almost too, um, they create automation and some of the automation is not necessary. Um, it, or it is, it it doesn't add anything of real value to the overall experience, the life experience or work experience. But the to-do list can, if you approach it with a certain level of, like you said, delight or humanism, how do you take, because I know you're, you're using OmniFocus, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you take, like the traditional OmniFocus user, we've seen a lot of this, it was like context or this, and this is that, and very, very, um, you know, regimented and almost clinical um, and even David Allen's Getting Things Done was written very much like a business book. The first edition was very, you know, clinical and and not a lot of emotion attached to it per se in terms of how things are presented in in its, you know, in its form. Whereas the new version, I don't know if you've read it yet, but it seems a little bit more holistic. Like the, the capture, uh, you know, capture has become collect and review has become reflect. So there's a bit more emotion injected in it. How do you inject that emotion into like a task management tool that is clearly digital and somewhat robotic? So you mean from like my personal For standpoint? For your personal, yeah, because people will take a, from that and be able to, because I, I do it too, but people will take from your example and say, okay, well, that will work for me, especially in the tool you're using. I think um, a lot of it is like understanding the the reasoning behind it. So like kind of you talked about like automation being robotic. And, you know, I think that, yeah, like the term life hack has, has been, you know, hacked into the ground. But yet at the same time, I think that you, you can automate something or you can, you know, like routinize an area of your life to actually create space or create some margin for more important areas of your life. So like this example is uh, like Steve Jobs, right? He wore that same mm-hmm. outfit like every day. It was the black turtleneck, the blue jeans, the New Balance sneakers. You got... Uh, uh, President Barack Obama wears either blue or gray suits. Like that's just it. And so like he's actually kind of like routinized his wardrobe, um, which, you know, I mean, some people would go, hey, that's not for me. And that's fine. But like this is a little decision that for, for him was inconsequential saying, you know what, I'm just going to wear either blue or black suits every day. And, and I don't have to think about it anymore. And now that's one less thing to think about. 
which actually, you know, for the sake in and of itself, like automation for the sake of automation, right, it's robotic. But if you can, if you can bring some sort of like predetermined choice uh, or routine for something that's inconsequential, it frees up space for the things that are far more important to you. And so mm-hmm. I think, you know, trying to inject emotion into your task management system is going like, why? Like, why is this on my task list in the first place? Um, and, you know, why am I trying to accomplish this item? Um, and, you know, and why am I using this system? And a lot of times, you know, just even just asking those questions, like, I'll get, I'll get this feeling. Uh, it's like when I hit, uh, like that, that wall with a project that I'm working on and it's just like, I've lost all motivation to move forward with this project. And it's like, okay, why is, why am I dragging my feet on this thing? And, and why am I not interested anymore? Why did I start with it in the first place? And even just asking those questions can, can bring back like the motivation. And at the end of the day, like we're motivated mostly by like emotion and our personal values. Like, because, you know, I value money. So I want to get this out the door or I value art and I want to, to put this in front of people or I value relationships and I want to keep working with this team or I value time with my family. And, and by doing this, I'll be able to, you know, have more time with my family, you know, whatever that may be. And, and you're just like asking that why question. And, and then sometimes you go, why? And you go, I don't know why. I, I, well, all right, let's, <laughs> well, then just cut it out. Um, and so I think like that, that can be a huge thing for injecting emotion in, into my task list is making sure that the things that are in there um, line up with my personal values uh, as, as a dad, as a husband, as a small business owner, as a maker, you know, someone who is, who genuinely cares about uh, helping other people and, and connecting in the relationships that that develops and builds. And, and someone who genuinely wants to, you know, I work from home. I, I genuinely want to go upstairs and hang out with my kids, uh, you know, have, have date nights with my wife. And so it's like, if something on my to-do list isn't, isn't feeding into one of those goals directly, it's like, well, let's get it. Let's get rid of it. Let's either stop doing it, or can I find someone else that can do this for me, or or can I automate it so that I don't have to deal with it anymore? Um, and so I think that's a huge one. Is is like not just being productive for the sake of pro- productive, which is w- what I love so much about your stuff, Mike. Like the, you know, like the, the personal back in productivity. Like is like it's not just about like the the cool trick. Like let's not geek out about productivity. Let's actually get better at doing our work so we can also either, you know, create more meaningful work, have higher quality of work that we're putting out or spend less time dorking around so we can have more time with our family, more time at the lake, whatever that may be. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. 
It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now, you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepassword.com slash ProductiveConvo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. We're going to take a break from the show right now to talk about our sponsor this week, Transpose. Now, Transpose is is fairly new to me. Um, I mentioned it last episode about what I'm doing with it. I'm going to dive into some of the, the, the pricing right off the top because I want to get the info out of the way before I can share with you, you know, how I'm using it. Um, and it's going to be related directly to uh, an initiative I'm starting, which I'm really kind of just put out there. Uh, and I haven't really done it this week. I haven't put out what my new initiative is this week, but I'm going to be putting it out next week. You're going to hear it first because of what Transpose is allowing me to do with this initiative to make it really, you know, kind of stand out and pop. So if you are a Transpose member, and that's what you would be, you'd be a member, whether you're a free member or a prime member, you are part of a community, which I think is really, really important. Uh, prime membership is $14.99 a month, okay? And it unlocks everything that Transpose can do. You get unlimited templates, unlimited storage, unlimited collaborators, and ad-free forms and PDF files. So it's perfect for larger teams and large projects. That's $14.99 a month. You actually get a, a card too, which I think is really awesome. Uh, and if you get the annual plan, you're going to get two months for free. So keep that in mind. Now, there is a free membership option. So if you're not ready to jump in, then you can get the free module, which is the free membership, which is, you know, 
small projects, small teams that it, for a personal, you know, to put it through the paces, this isn't the, this is probably the best way to go to get started. And then you can jump into prime membership afterwards. So you get two gigabytes of data, 10 templates and up to five collaborators. So you don't just have to work on your own. You can work with other people as well. And that that's free. So now let's talk about some of the things that I am doing inside of transpose because I'm, I'm really liking what they offer. So I'm going to quickly log in and you can actually hear me logging in right now. Okay. Uh, and what I've, what I've got here, the templates are amazing because I want to get into transpose and just start going. And unlike some other tools out there where you've got a kind of there's no capability to add any kind of templatization. And you know how big a fan I am of those based on some of the other tools I've used. Um, I am build like a lesson. So one of the things that we're doing right now, productivity is we're taking the now year method, which is my productivity approach. And we're creating a course surrounding that. And you're going to hear more about that as the month of November uh, draws closer, November, 2015. For those of you listening way down the line, and I can plan lessons right inside of here before I move them over to my, my course platform, which is teachery. So I can do that here, which is what I've done. Um, you know, I can run meeting minutes in here, which is another thing that uh, I'm, I'm really happy to be able to do uh, for those people who for for those of members of my team who want to work in exclusively inside of Transpose. I've got a project tracker so I can actually monitor and I'm doing this with my coaching mastermind program. I can monitor how that project is going so I can see who's agreed to be part of like who's in like who said, yep, I'm in and I've got my I'm signed up to the Facebook group and all that stuff. I can do that as well. Uh, there's also, interestingly enough, tutorial templates. So remember how I said that I was building a, a course? I can actually have tutorial templates built into this as well, which is really, really great. Uh, and finally, um, unlike, say, using Google Drive or something like that, if I want to keep all of my information surrounding you know, coaching or client lists, I can have a client contact list built right into Transpose. And so the, the great thing about it is... I've said that I'm a big fan of an app that does one thing well. Well, because of these templates, what Transpose allows is it allows me to have one app that does what it does very well, but have the templates that really do what it what they do really, really well. So, for example, I can have uh, the client in there. I can have their location built, their company. I can have their email address, website, all of that stuff in here so that it's in one centralized location. And then I can say this is how many sessions they have, so on and so forth. So I can do all of that stuff. Plus, I can add additional templates and create them. So, And I can modify existing templates too. So if, if the lesson plan template isn't working for me for another course, I can modify it. So I don't have to start and reinvent the wheel every single time. And there's a public library for templates as well, as well which is really great. So if I go into that right now, there's for those of you who use GTD, there you can use uh, Transpose for that. There's a five-minute journal, which you know I've I've talked about journaling before. If you're not using a journaling application, that's something else you can do. There's a Smarkle one. There's daily planners. There's there's note card templates. There's daily trackers. Uh, there are so and then and and that just fitness. Fitness is another big one. So if I'm looking at fitness and I want to see all of the ones that are related to fitness, I can take a look at those templates as well. So they've really done a great job of categorizing this library so that I can see what's, you know, what's working on. So I can see a food log, a workout log, a daily check-in. For those of you who use the Whole30 method, you could use that. And you can not only create to this and access the library, but this is cool. If you create a template, so let's say I create a Now Your Method template, which, by the way, I will. Uh, and not just in terms of 
like you know the the, the time theming and the and the the daily map and stuff like that i can then submit that to the library if i so choose so i can say hey i want to i want to put that into into here and see how that goes so i can i can do that myself uh so that's kind of cool because it allows you so if i create a new template which i will go back and do right now uh, i can go back to my notes and transpose fairly quickly and then I can say I'm going to create a template and then I'm going to submit it to the library. So if I create it, then at the very bottom I can say what are the details, let's edit this template, let's do all this stuff, and then I can actually make the template public, which then of course adds it to the public library. So. And you don't have to do that if you don't want to, either if you want to use it internally, which is probably what you'd want to do to make sure, especially for the stuff I'm going to be doing with it, the, the now your method stuff and all that. If I want to make it look really well internally, I can. And, and, and then I can share it publicly. So there's so much you can do with Transpose. It's very quick, very easy to use. The search is out of this world. I'm really, really happy with it. I'm spending more and more time in it. And you can hear, actually, between last week's episode when I talked about what Transpose can do versus now, you can hear I'm, I've spent even more time in it and found out what more Transpose can do for me. And I encourage you to figure out what it can do for you just by playing with it. So go to transpose.com. Tell them Mike sent you if you want to drop them an email. And thanks so much for Trans- to Transpose for sponsoring this week's episode of the Productivityist podcast. Now, let's get back to the show. As you're talking to me about this stuff, I was thinking about the barbecue reviews that you have on Tools and Toys. <laughs> yes. You know, like, like, and this is, this is something that, you know, I remember when I, when I, I mean, I love talking about productivity. It's, you know, it's, it's a, it's my thing, right? But I also have done improv and sketch and stuff like that. And I love, um, you know, my son, when I was at Legoland, he, he's like trying to explain Ninjago to me. And as the funny thing is, is that, um, uh, I'm a big kid. I'm a huge kid. I mean, obviously, I've got green. I wear a Green Lantern ring. I've got Green Lantern avatars all over my you know, office. Um, <laughs> I, I I'm in the Lego store and I'm sitting there going, I need to learn as much about Ninjago as possible. So my son and I are actually going to binge like watch Ninjago, and he he's the, the the joy that that brings him to know that you know, and then we're gonna you know he's like, oh, well, you got to get the whole Gold Ninja and all that stuff. The fact that I have these frameworks in place on the professional side of my life, like the productivity stuff that the, the, the now your approach that I use and, and the theming, which helps me kind of re- eliminate those decisions and, and have the, the triggers that my brain needs allows me to do that stuff with far more ease. Just like I imagine that you can geek out with tools and toys, which is a, not a huge departure with what you've done on SeanBlanc.net, but it isn't exactly the primary thing that you do, right? Like, so, so, Tell me how you are able to kind of, um, when when you when you when you're dealing with with multiple areas and multiple facets of your life. So you've got your family, you've got your 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 personal like your personal site slash business, as well as tools and toys, which is an extension of that. Like, how are you managing to make sure that those things all get fed appropriately? Um, I think for me, the way that that I have learned that I work best is to have like one project that I'm working on. And then I just like to get kind of go like monk mode, um, on that project. So like when I was doing the focus course, it was like, I spent like three months writing the book, three months reading a bunch, re doing additional research. And then like another three months building the course itself. Um, so it was just this mad. And it was just like, that was all I did. Uh, when I launched tools and toys, it kind of became like my, like that was my primary writing. Like every day I'm, I'm sitting down, I'm finding cool stuff. We're doing like these these tools and toys guides and stuff like that and gear guides. Um, and then last year 
we did a relaunch of the the website. We did it in October. And so like leading up to that launch relaunch, like we actually had Pat Dryberg was the 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 designer for that as well. Um and so it was kind of like everything in, that I was thinking about was like all the new content types that we're going to start adding, um bringing on help to, you know, additional contributors to to the site. Uh what's the new design going to look like? How are we going to promote it? What's the scheduling? What's the information architecture for the new site going to be? And it was like it was just all consuming, but what I love about that is and it was like everything is like fodder for that mm. project. So so for me, kind of the way that I do the balance between multiple projects is like like a hundred percent on one and like zero percent on all the well, it's probably more like ninety-nine and one percent. Like so the, like it's like the tortoise and the hare, and you're the hare, but you, instead of letting the tortoise pass, you just kind of keep your eye open for when the, the tortoise comes up and then you sprint ahead again. So you like <laughs> kind of get far ahead with one project and then, then you work on another one. Like, does that make sense? Is that sound Yeah, like- yeah. I get it to I get it to like a, a shipping point, right? I get to that main that first main milestone. Yep. And then like either I keep pushing with that one or I move to a different project. So um you know, so like right now, it's like working with you. We've got this this project that that we're working on, and so for me, like I I'm not doing anything else but this project, yeah. Uh, because it's it I I just work better that way, and then I feel like the end result is so much better. Like you you've created something that is is it like has more delight. It's it's more enjoyable. It's more complete. And then it's like when you're done, you're done. Like you built something. It's 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 finished. It's kind of compiled. It's it's complete. And then you can move on and and as opposed to just getting something halfway done out the door, then do something else halfway done, then come back and try to get the other half done. It's like, I would just rather do one. Um, you know, that's kind of like the agile, like the whole sprints mm-hmm. yep. methodology, right? It's just like, what's our, you know, we got Monday through Friday. What, what's our, what's our goal for that? We're going to be done by Friday. And it's nothing else except that goal. We're just going to do the one goal. And, and then after that, we'll do the next one. And, um, so for me, that's kind of how I balance it, is, is, is these extreme zigs and zags as opposed to just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, all simultaneously. Well, and the thing the thing about that, like, first off, it obviously lends itself to extreme focus, which is really great. But that also gives you, and I've talked about having a clarity day before, but if you're looking at one particular project, like the one we're working on, I mean, we're recording, basically, we're talking to each other all week. We talked yesterday, we're talking all week long to, to, yeah. to and, and, and that's, that's because we can focus intently on that. And then what happens, I find, in that situation, and I'm, I'm sure you probably, is you make more responsible choices because nothing really, fewer things fall through the cracks because you can say, okay, what are the little details that need to be dealt with regarding this thing? And because you're kind of, you know, focusing and honing in on that thing and shining a spotlight on it, you're really going to see all the intricate details of it. It doesn't mean that you don't have other things that might be going on in the background that that need to have some attention. But it's like, you know, I mean, it's like a garden, right? Like certain times of year, uh, certain fruits and vegetables need more attention than other times of year, right? Like that, uh-huh. I mean, you know, I, I find that that's the same way. Do you, do you, do you find that too? Like when you, if you're hyper-focused and I don't even like to use the term hyper-focused, but if you're, if you're being really intentional about this one project, you miss, you're able to get all of the finer points of that nailed while also tending the smaller, you know, lower impact elements of the other garden items that you have going on no absolutely i feel like when you're when you're kind of head down like monk mode is like i like mm-hmm. to call it when you're kind of just going monk mode on a, a certain project it's it's all encompassing for you and so let's say whatever you know my 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 brain capacity for this project like the project's taking up 100 percent of my brain capacity. everything about this project i'm holding it 
you know, right there. It's, it's right in front of me. It's filling up all my thoughts. It's what I think about when I wake up, when I go to bed, it's just right there. As opposed to if I was sharing that brain capacity with 10 different projects, the, the, the main one that maybe has the, the most near deadline, I've only got like 10% of my, my brain is thinking about it. So that means 90% of that project is not even on my radar right now. Um, because I'm sharing that with nine other projects or whatever. And you know, maybe the analogy breaks down, but whatever, you kind of get the point. Mm-hmm. Whereas when it's just the one and you're just monk mode on it, it's like, yeah, you, you're seeing the whole picture. You're seeing, you're seeing the forest and the trees at the same time. And, and you're, you're coming in and you're coming out, you're working on it and everything is fodder. Everything's inspiration. Everything you go, Oh my gosh, like that fits right over here perfectly. Oh, and these two ideas connect to this way and this needs to do this. And, and you've got a clear idea for how long it's going to take you to, to work on different areas of it. And, and like, it's just, and you're excited about it because you can clearly see as, as you're making the meaningful, meaningful progress. So you feeling like motivated, you're excited about it. I think you actually get the thing done quicker you know, in, in, in total amount of time spent and all this stuff. And so, um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of advantages to doing it that way. And, and, you know, some people don't have that luxury. Um, you know, I, I certainly, I used to, to, when I was a marketing director, I, we were managing like 75 active projects at any given time. And it was just like, you just kind of had to know a little bit about a whole lot of stuff and just get really, really good at making split second decisions. And that's a whole nother lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And you know, I did that for many years. And, and now I'm kind of in this, this situation where I, I am able to just focus on one thing, just knock it out of the park, try to do a home run, um, and then move on to the next thing. What do you think about the, the Pareto principle? So, you know, the idea of 80%, the 80-20 rule, like how do, mm-hmm. how do you apply that 80-20 rule of productivity? Because a lot of people struggle with that. I mean, I know you, you and I talked a little bit about this before we started recording. Is, is that people, you know, they don't, first off, they don't know what should fall in the 80 and what should fall in the 20, number one. And mm-hmm. number two, it's a struggle for them to, once they have defined that, you know, maintaining that. So how do you apply it? How, how do you feel that people, and how should people apply it, do you think? That's a great question. Yeah, I um, I literally was just asked this question the other day. And I, I think that the, for me, like the biggest, the biggest thing, it's like, what's the, like, you know, you know what's the one thing that's going to have disproportionate results in terms of the biggest impact on your day-to-day productivity in terms of getting your most important work done. Um, And I would say it's basically helping your current self, helping your future self, uh, or this idea of personal integrity. Mm -hmm. And um, and so the example that I would, I I give, and this is actually like the the first assignment that, that we do in the focus course is, um, setting out your clothes for tomorrow like tonight before yep. you go to bed set out your clothes <laughs> for tomorrow right everyone's like okay like and some people are like oh my gosh i've been doing that for 10, 20 years because well, you did awesome. when you went to yeah. school because you were exactly. taught that because you, i mean it's just the way you did it unless you went to catholic school which right. i did which meant you just wore the same thing every day <laughs> and so so i mean in the focus course like you just do it one time and it's like one of the daily assignments it's kind of fun kind of dorky but what it does is like it just opens up this like a whole door to, to view this field where you've got, you know, one part is, uh, you know, it's, it's me making life on, you know, it's me this evening before I go to bed, making life on Sean tomorrow morning when he wakes up, making life easier for me in the future, which when you begin to see like what that looks like in one way of just sitting on your clothes, you begin to see all these other possible examples of how it could impact your life. And right. so the biggest one for me is like when I'm done with my work day, 
uh, I write out on a piece of paper, and you, I think you do this too. Like we the did, we, we, journal, we were on the right? Fizzle Show. We were on the Fizzle Show. You and I yep. were the Productivity Journal. Uh, we <laughs> the, were the, the you're the we guys were, that chase the apparently blue chase and Corbin all the way. <laughs> we're we're the dorks that do productivity journaling, but it's massive. And so what I do, and and you do this too, is is I write a note for myself at the end of my workday of what the topic that I'm going to be writing about tomorrow, mm-hmm. what that topic is. Uh, because for me, like I write for a living, so everything for me is it, it revolves around writing, and I spend you know the first part of my day every single day writing, and so that schedule is already in place. And so what I do is the day before I write the topic. Okay, Sean, here's what you're going to write about tomorrow when you sit down. Either you know you keep working on this such and such article, or start writing this other article, or you know this topic, flesh this out, um, whatever it may be. And so that's a huge way. So then when I come in uh, to my my desk in the morning to start writing. I don't have to think about, okay, what am I going to do today? Like I've already predetermined the most important work. This is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And so you begin to, so when you set out your clothes, like you, you kind of begin to, to see this in a whole bunch of other ways. And then the other advantage is, uh, you know, you set out your clothes tonight, tomorrow when you put them on, like you, you just followed through with a, a commitment to yourself. Like you said, okay, I'm going to wear these jeans and this t-shirt and you know, these socks tomorrow. And then tomorrow you you get up and you put them on and you you kept that commitment to yourself. And this is, you know, I think a lot of us struggle with with keeping commitments to ourselves. We honor our commitments to other people very, very well. We're very poor at honoring our commitments to ourselves. Right. You, just, you know, you go to the gym on January 1st, come back a week later and there's going to be like one third as many people there. It's because a lot of people made a commitment on January 1st that they didn't follow through with, you know, for longer than a week. And, and so this is uh, this idea of personal integrity. And when you say you're going to do something, you, you do it. Um, and it takes time to build that up and to build that personal integrity. So if I to answer your question, I would say this idea of, you know, what's something I can do today that's going to make life easier for me tomorrow. And then you just kind of get into this, this snowball, you know, pattern of basically imp- constantly trying to make life easier on yourself in the future. As we wrap up, um, I want to, kind of find out from you one last thing before we wrap up um if people take the focus course and they should because i've taken it and i loved it in fact my testimonial is on on the website i believe yeah it's one of the first ones at the top because i was it one, of, I was one yeah. of the 100 you um, are what's the one thing that they should walk away with from the focus course it's ah the one thing there's so many um i think the one that thing that you would like them to walk away with then it's the it's the clarity um, or the awareness kind or of the, the confidence, the confidence. No, <laughs> I, I think clarity is, um, the huge one. So it's, so the kind of the whole underlying, like if, you know, if the, if whatever, like if the focus course is like this river and this whole underlying current of the course is, is it's the idea of the, um, you know, it help the personal, uh, personal integrity and doing something to, to help your future self. So like that's kind of like that's the very first day we talk about that. And there's little seeds of that all throughout the rest of the course. And there's a whole bunch of stuff. It all ties together. Um, so it's it's that. But then you've got to have this clarity in terms of like, okay, what am I actually going to do? Like having the clarity of what's important to you, having the clarity of what you're going to do about it, having the clarity of not just like what's my big, you know, my big hairy audacious goal and what's, you know, what's my five-year plan, but it's also like, what am I going to do today Mm. that is not only going to move the needle forward towards what's important to me, but also in and of itself is something that I want to do that's going to be enjoyable 
and just increase my quality of life today because sometimes we never actually get to the goal. Something gets in our way. Something messes it up. Like our, our priorities change. The, no, that goal is not important anymore. And so if everything we're doing today is like sacrifice, 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 sacrifice. So eventually one day I will reach my goal. Like what happens if you don't reach that goal? But what if what you're doing today is actually it's, it's moving you towards that goal, but yet is also something that is enjoyable in and of itself. There's this joy in the journey but yet also the journey is taking you somewhere you want to go. And it's both of those together. And, and you need the, the clarity. So it's, it's this clarity. And, and a lot of – sorry, now I'm, I'm going off on a tangent. No, no, no. This but, is good. But like my whole thing for the course is like it – I mean it's hard to boil down to one because it, in, in my mind it's three. It's, it's you've got this honesty and clarity with a bias toward action. And so that's like, you know, like you're kind of asking the, you know, the, the, the awareness I think is, I use the term honesty, like just being honest with yourself about what's important to you, what's valuable to you, how you're spending your time, how you wish you weren't, how you wish you were. So, so answering some of these honest questions, clarity about what you're going to do about it, and then building into your day-to-day life, like this bias toward action, like making things as easy as possible for you to actually do the stuff you want to do that's going to move you in the direction you want to go. Um, and so that's like, that was my, uh, my, that's my definition of like meaningful productivity. You're, you're honest, you got clarity, and then there's, you've developed a bias toward action as opposed to like a bias towards procrastination or whatever. Right. Well, let me, let me share with everybody here uh, before we wrap up what my thoughts were on the course, cause it's right on the page, but I'll read it. I'm a big fan of intentional and measured progress, and the focus course delivers that in spades. As someone who prides themselves on focused productivity and fostering routines that can lead to a more intentional life, I can honestly say that Sean has put together uh, what Sean has put together has uh, was a huge help to me as I continue to experience growth and evolution in my work and home life. The focus course galvanized and revitalized me. I know it will do the same for you. Sean Blanc, where can people get the focus course? thefocuscourse.com there you go uh, and I'll have a link in the show notes as well so thanks so much for uh, and where can people find you not just the course they, like, they can find you at seanblanc.net right yeah I mean I'm, I'm telling everyone to go to the focus course like to me this is like the most important thing yeah. I've done in, in, in 20 years yeah it's, um, and, and it's clear it's clear I mean, yeah. and the, the effort you put in is phenomenal so thanks again for joining me this week on the show Sean thanks so much man I really appreciate it it was a good time big thanks to Sean for joining me this week on the podcast as you know, uh, there is a Patreon edition of the podcast as well, and we talked for at least another uh, 20 minutes, uh, or close to another 20 minutes, uh, about other things such as you know buzzwords or watchwords that you may want to keep in mind, things like that. So we, we talked uh, a little bit further, and if you uh, want to hear that part of the podcast, uh, so the full meal deal... Uh, then become a supporter. You can support for as little as a dollar a month. Go over to patreon.com slash productivityist and you will find the uh, rest of, uh, or the rest, but the the enhanced or, or full or however you want to put it, version of the podcast right there, uh, as well as a whole bunch of other things, including two bonus episodes per week that generally are just done by yours truly and maybe involve a little bit more action or a little bit more personal than what you might hear on the regular edition of the Productivityist Podcast or the, the, the public edition of the Productivityist Podcast. Again, big thanks to Sean for joining me this week. Now, as I mentioned off the top, uh, the big thing is is that Sean and I have been building, and, and for those of you who are newsletter subscribers, you will have received 
a notification saying, hey, we're going to do this series called The Power of a Focused Life for this week. So every day you're going to get an email that will hopefully help you uh, move forward to a more focused and intentional life and, and create additional awareness. And what we've done is we've not only done that, but we created a class together called the Awareness Building Class that right now is only available when you purchase the Focus course. Uh, and I've got a link in the show notes for that. That's Sean's course. I was one of the pilot uh, people one of the pilots, the pioneers of his course, and it was phenomenal. It still is phenomenal. So I would give that a give that a strong look. Head over to his page. I mean, Sean does everything with with he does everything that that he puts out there is done really really well. And it was such an honor to be able to work with him on this class that we built, but also to have him ask me to be part of the focus building, the focus course as we, as, as he released that to the world. So head over to uh, the focus course and you'll be able to get that five module uh, bonus class that we created called the awareness building class. And it's interesting because when, um, just as a sidebar, uh, about two days before I recorded this, my, my mother was in town and we went to see Deepak Chopra who she's really a big fan and, and I wanted to surprise her and take it to it. And, and I thought, you know, I'll go and learn a bit about how he presents and, and what his presentation, presentation style is. Cause I'm a, I'm a speaker and I do presentations as well. And wanted to see how his setup was and all that. And they had a little VIP event before. So I wanted to see all that. But then when I actually heard him speak, there was some stuff that he talked about that I really, really liked. There was some stuff that, you know, I kind of um, didn't really get into, but uh, he talked about awareness and awareness is being, you know, awareness is, is, is a huge component of, of, of the human experience and all that stuff. So there were some real good nuggets in there. And I think with anybody else, any kind of person, whether it's, you know, Tony Robbins or David Allen or, you know, Deepak Chopra or Eckhart Tolle or whoever, if you get some stuff out of it, you take a little bit out of it and, and you can make that work for you or it really resonates with you, that's fine. You're not going to get, you know, uh, there's certain aspects of what everyone talks about that you're not going to necessarily connect with. Uh, but you know, there was something there that connected with the inner awareness was a big part of that. So, um, again, uh, head over to, uh, check out Sean's course, uh, at the focus course.com. And, uh, I will be back next week with another shiny new episode, uh, the, the longer enhanced version for Patreon supporters. And of course, for all of you, you're going to get the goods just as well. So thank you so much for, uh, being part of this week's episode and for listening. Big thanks to transpose once again, for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. You can head over to transpose.com and check out what they have to offer. Speaking of doing something with, uh, with, uh, incredible focus and intent they've really built something there as well that you'll want to check out so again transpose.com and until next week uh stop guessing start going and keep moving things forward take care